FM. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage, bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubber than that. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Monday, happy Tuesday. Good to be back in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for holding it down yesterday, Jeffrey. Happy to. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do this thing where I actually take days off, like full days off, like normal people. And uh, and so it's a little odd waking up Monday and having some things to say to get off my chest. And I'm just like talking into the void. Uh but uh, but I appreciate you holding it down, and it is good to be back today on the show. Uh, it is Tuesday, and so we will be joined by Chris Harrington, as we are every single day, straight up at 10 o'clock. We've got a piece up uh, at the Daily Memphian about all of the various uncertainties. Grizzlies play, obviously, tonight their last home game, regular season home game of the season. Uh, and so uh, and so we as we wrap up, game 41 of 41 at home, there is yet a lot unsettled, and we will discuss that with Chris Harrington. We may touch on some of that before then as well. The Trailblazers team that will be playing tonight, not exactly at full strength, Jeffrey. Trailblazers in name only. (laughs) They are the Trailblazers in name only, but did beat the Timberwolves the other day as a a 17.5-point dog. 19 and a half is what I saw. 19 and a half point dogs. So there's 17 and a half point dogs tonight. 17 and a half point dogs tonight. So uh, uh, so there you go. Anyway, um, uh, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And then, because it is Tuesday, fish on Friday on Tuesday, uh, special Passover edition of fish on Friday on Tuesday. Chris Harrington's going to join us. Charles Fishman is going to join us. We do have a lot to get to before then. I I was away. Uh, well, I'll be honest. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to Cumberland Island, which is an island off of Jacksonville. I don't know if it's Florida or Georgia. I don't really know. Uh, I'd been invited to go, and the, but there was a COVID outbreak, and so my 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 hosts uh, canceled. So the reason that I, that I cleared the decks was because I was supposed to be flying back yesterday. But then when all that went haywire uh, because of the COVID outbreak and my host, who was uh, an older woman and so didn't want to go venturing off to a, uh, to a COVID-infected island, makes sense to me, um, uh, I decided to go to uh, Chattanooga to see son Andrew and uh, because it is sort of the calm before the playoff storm that is coming, right? right? Good weekend to be away. But little did I know that the storm was coming before the calm. Oh, boy. Before the storm. And so uh, how did you I, – I don't. I, you, you all obviously uh, discussed this yesterday. We have some chaos around here in this particular building here on uh, – uh, at, at 240. And and what is that, Mount Mariah White Station? Mount Mariah, Mount Mariah. How'd you get hit? So we were totally fine. Totally fine. I mean, there was like a couple of like branches that were down. I wouldn't even call them limbs. Branches that were down, but nothing you would have really noticed. However, on Sunday, one of my wife's good friends came over, and she lives around here. 
Yeah. And she was showing us videos before I'd even, you know, come in on Monday. She was showing us videos on Sunday. And I mean, it looked like a completely different world. Well, I lost power Friday night. Uh, had a uh, house sitter. And uh, house sitter calls at one point and says, where exactly in this house is the safe space? <laughs> and let's be honest, Memphis houses don't really have good safe spaces. We, we don't, don't have, have basements. basements, right? So the, the interior bathroom, I guess, but if the house is picked up or crushed or whatever, it doesn't feel very safe to me. Anyway, so she did ask that. She sent me a picture of, of herself with the dogs in the bathroom uh, taking refuge. The lights were still on at that point, but the lights went out. That night, Friday night, and they did not come back on. I returned yesterday to a dark house. They did not come on yesterday until about 8 or 9 o'clock. Uh, so I was powerless from away, though, most of the time, and the temperatures were fine for the dogs. I was powerless from Friday, whatever, midnight, until last night at 9. And then the, the challenge becomes, Jeffrey, You walk up to the refrigerator mm. and you think, okay, what do you do with the refrigerator and the freezer? And, and you've got two instincts. One is don't want to die. And that is also buttressed with the, God, I just don't want to have to deal with old food. Just throw it all out. Then you have the other instinct, which is, well, not everything. Sea bass, mm -hmm. like ketchup's got to hang in there, right? And I mean, sea bass, I paid was each, it still, each one of these little had, pieces of sea bass is like forty freaking dollars at had, Costco. Had the house sitter opened the fridge? I didn't ask that. Okay. I don't think she spent a lot there. She clearly had opened it at some point because there was a pizza box in there, but okay. I didn't ask how much. But very clearly, by the time I got there at yesterday. And the time I started dealing with late yesterday, everything was room. Everything inside that that fridge was room temperature. Okay. Did you try the so, scientific smell some, check? Let me ask you some questions. The eggs. The eggs. Okay. What do you doing with them? I mean, everything. Eggs. Eggs I can are give fine. You, you don't even need to refrigerate eggs. I can give you the same answer for all of them. What is Aaliyah doing with them? She's pitching them. Absolutely. Oh, no. She's pitching everything. Absolutely. She like sh okay, but let's say it's you. Let, let I, oh, I want to. You I know what the answer her. is what for it, me. You're keeping the. Egg. There has to be visible evidence of contamination for me to be like, yeah, it's gone. So keeping the eggs. Yes, keeping the ketchup. Obviously. How about condiments are good. How about salad dressings? Condiments are good. All condiments. Condiments Keep are all, good. That's my. Oh well. Okay. Here's one. How about a jar of mayonnaise? Well, that would never be in my fridge. I know, um, and so you wouldn't you wouldn't eat it anyway. So you could keep it forever because it's not it's only there for decorative purposes. Correct. Also, isn't the point of mayonnaise to like sustain a nuclear holocaust? No, like, I don't think. I think that's mustard. I don't think. I don't think. I threw out. I, I'll be honest. I mean, mayonnaise at the I grocery the store is presented. It at, it's not it's not cool. But to then you open it. Then you open it, and then you is it sealed? I threw out the mayonnaise. Okay. It just felt like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I support that decision personally. It's just, you know what it is? Curdled mayonnaise, bad mayonnaise seem particularly dangerous. Mm -hmm. Any mayonnaise is dangerous. Uh, the ketchup I kept, the salad dressings, like a vinaigrette, I would never, I wouldn't think about pitching. But then if you get a, you know, a creamy Italian, that's I mean, kind of like mayonnaise. I mean, a lot of those are just mayo. So what are you doing with them? They wouldn't be in there, but I'm pitching them. Okay, so then, then I did not pitch those. Uh, so you kept the dressings, the but organic, not the mayo. Well, I haven't. I didn't have to really address the dressings. Mostly just sit there anyway. I don't really use them anyway. So I'll, I'll, I'll eye them in another month or yeah. two and see how they've developed. Right? Maybe I can make them into a marinade. So then the uh, so the marinated in botulism. What's mm -hmm. the marinade? Oh, it's a it's a botulism yes, marinade of that I make at home. Yeah, it's uh, no, Jeff. I actually, House recipe. I wrote a column once about a guy. Do you know what botulism does to you? No clue. It paralyzes you. Okay. That and, seems bad. And so the guy I did, it was an incredibly sweet column. It's actually in my book because it was about a community of people who rallied around this guy to someone was with him all the time. But all he could do was talk by blinking. 
Like it was one of those things in the hospital. He blinked twice or whatever, blinked three times for a letter. He'd go through the alphabet. Botulism paralyzes you. You know what Botox is? It's the botulism bug. It's a poison, right? Yeah. No, yeah, it's the boat. It, it, what Botox does, because what, what they're doing with their forehead, if you don't want wrinkles on your forehead, because you're, you're getting older and so you get a Botox, here's what you're doing. You're getting injections of botulism, highly concentrated, uh, that then paralyze your forehead. So you don't have wrinkles. See what I'm saying there? Yeah, no. See I, how it works? Yeah. It's incredible. So uh, anyway, okay, but here was the real dilemma. The food in the freezer that had been frozen, including sea bass, shrimp, and hamburger. All right. How do you process that? How do you analyze what happened there? Because it was frozen, and you can argue... I'll make the argument for each, okay? The argument for, 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 for keeping it is, is it was frozen. Mm-hmm. If you're going to eat some shrimp, all you would do is take them out of the freezer anyway, right. and they would thaw out, and, and then that's what happened, that they thawed out in the freezer as the freezer went off, and they got slowly chilled. And so and the freezer... How long it had really been in room temperature? Probably it, it was. It started out freezing cold, and so the shrimp are probably fine. So what you do is you take the shrimp. Oh, there was some salmon too. You take the shrimp, you take the salmon, you take the sea bass, you take the hamburger, and you cook them immediately because they've been thawed. Now you cook them, and then uh, and then you save them and you eat them throughout this week. That's or- one argument. The other argument is, what are you talking about? This stuff was frozen, and yes, then it thawed out, and then what happened is it sat at room temperature, basically, mm-hmm. at least for, because it had been three days in the freezer. So Allegedly. for at least a day, it had been sitting at room temperature. You just, like, come on, don't take, it's shrimp. Who wants to eat bad shrimp and bad fish? Even if you smell it and it smells fine, not worth the trouble. Throw it all out. Costco's still there for you. Or option three. What's option three? Just freeze them again. <laughs> well, first of all, the freezer wasn't working. Right. So but- you would have had to prolong the, and I don't think you refreeze. Okay, I'm going to eliminate that one. Of the first two. Well, that was the one I was going to choose. Of, of the first two. I'm probably throwing it out because I don't want to just sit there and cook. I don't want to sit there and cook like all four meals. You know what I mean? Like, You're just pitching it all. And the game's on. I cooked it all. I mean, I, I cooked it all, and I, I'll be honest. I don't I, think I lesser it all of you. And I just... ate the shrimp at that. I cooked the shrimp, and I ate the shrimp, and I'm alive to tell about it. And then I had that sea bass, and I ate that too, and I'm alive to tell about it here 12 hours later. Again. But I don't think everyone would have made that choice. And back home, now my fridge is on. I've got the hamburger, ground mm-hmm. hamburger, all cooked, which I can reheat for spaghetti or chili or whatever else. And I've got uh, some salmon back there too. Is that wasn't I wrong? Am I wrong to do this? No, I think that's probably the appropriate move, but that's also one that I'm just not going to do. <sighs> All right, you live to tell the tale, though. Have, you stared death in the face and said, "Not today." I am still here. Uh, we think at least I am still here. Anyway, hope you survived your weekend. Uh, if you have any opinion on whether that was uh, unduly dangerous. Or just the the right thing to do, the appropriate. Listen, I'm not made of money. You know? Well, and I think most people would agree. Don't waste, right? Don't waste. Waste not, want not. They're starving children in lots of places. Um, okay, uh, enough of that. Uh, did I mention that? Yes, I believe I did. That Chris mm-hmm. Harrington's going to be joining us, and Charles Fishman is going to be joining us. Uh, I took a little bit to get to the national championship game last night. My power did come on just before tip. And so I was able to watch So you're it. the one person that was excited the game tipped off Although at 8.30. I was not, I was not transfixed by it. I'll tell you that. It was a slog of a game. Didn't you think? It was fine. It was a slog of it a game. It was a San Diego State game. It was, right. It was, in fact, what you would have predicted. Yeah. It was, in fact, pretty much what everybody did predict. Yeah. Um, and so. The uh, first half was not. The second half, the whistles the game, San Diego State plays a style of basketball that slogs the game down anyway. 
But the first half was way more watchable than the second half. Once the whistles started adding into the equation. The first couple minutes where San Diego State hit some three-pointers, that was interesting. Yeah, because you thought, like, oh. Well, maybe. Maybe. But after that, uh, UConn, well, honestly, it was a combination. It was a San Diego State game, and it was a UConn game. Because UConn doesn't let anyone score 70 points. They have not given up 70 points in the tournament, period. And the last three, they didn't let reach 60 points, and uh, so there you go. And so you have, um, you know, you have this discussion about UConn now, five titles. Yep, uh, since 99. Since 99, 10 women's titles in that same period. So that's pretty good. 15 parades in 24 years uh, is pretty good. Uh, do they do parades? Uh, they do certainly they do, do. Do they do parades? They, they certainly do destruction. The colleges do parades? I mean, some do. I don't know if everyone does, but yeah, I mean, if the Tigers won a national championship, I think we would, I think they would have a parade. a parade. Yeah. But I don't think typically, you don't hear like, when the Super Bowl, the next day, the coverage is of all of the parade. Right? In well, Alabama, do they have a parade? I know when Ole Miss won their baseball one last year, they did one. They had a parade? Yeah. We don't hear much I, about I'm pretty sure Georgia parades. did one. Yeah, Georgia did one for football. Um, all, uh, they, uh, they won, uh, by an, uh, UConn won by an average of 20 points. You, you, you mm-hmm. have UConn. You picked UConn. Oh yeah. No, these are good nice, kids. Nice, nice work, Jeffrey. These are good kids. Jeffrey nailed and you won your bracket. Yes, I did. This is, this that's is a, fantastic. No, th- those young men from stores, Connecticut, very good kids. They have a special place in my heart. They are now up on top of the mantle right next to 2018 Villanova. That's fantastic. Uh, now they never played a one seed. They never played a two seed, uh, but they destroyed everybody. Um, pretty much. They were fabulous. And, um, and they were, their size is ridiculous. You know, like, like San Diego state had been on contested, on contested shots in the paint. They had been shooting close to 50% over the course of the tournament on contested shots in the paint. In the first half yesterday, contested shots in the paint, one of 11. No, you could tell. <laughs> the other thing that really stood out along those same lines, particularly in the first half and a, most of the second half, San Diego State got one shot. Like, UConn would just grab every rebound. Yeah. So um, so then you have this. Uh, I think the other the other uh, interesting stat about, uh, about UConn is – 17 games against non-conference yeah. teams, 17-0, and 0, all by double digits. I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive, too. Um, anyway, so UConn wins. You can debate if you want whether they are a blue blood. Uh, I'm not that interested in that debate. They're obviously an excellent basketball program. Uh, don't have the history of North Carolina, Let's say, for example, they've because they've condensed it all into a short period of time, so they're not storied the way that UCLA is or the way that I North think Carolina it, is. Or, but at some point, you know, I think of them as very similar to LSU football. I don't, I don't think that it is quite as easy to win there as it is like the the premier job. But everyone that's had the job has won there, and it's when they. When they put a team together, they can put like these types of right. teams. The but interesting it, thing about it, though, is is that with LSU football, forever people would say, "Ah, they should be great. They should giant. be great. They should be great." There's no one who looked at UConn in nineteen eight in the nineteen seventies sure. and said they should be great. Right? There's no inherent they, recruiting. They, they yeah. created this out of nothing, and now I do think largely ESPN. Uh, right. That's right. So uh, uh, anyway. That is that. The, to me, the, the other interesting thing is, of course, is that UConn has had the success, this renewal of success, after leaving the American Athletic Conference yeah. and going to the Big East. And, um, and it was not for financial reasons. They actually took a small pay cut in terms of conference distribution the AAC gets about five million bucks a year. The Big East gets about four million bucks a year. Although honestly, they've done so well in the NCAA tournament, and they get so many units of credit for what they've done in the NCAA tournament that I think they're going to get an extra million and a half or something uh, because of that. So 
So in the end, the pay is reasonably equivalent. But in terms of reestablishing their identity and just saying the hell with football, basically, we have to go back and be who we are and we can't be playing Tulsa, you know, for God's sakes. Um, It has been huge for them. And the Big East, it'll be an interesting test because the Big East has now won three of the last seven championships. They've got a TV contract coming up in two years. And so what will that be like as a basketball conference? Will they be able to make, you know, dramatically more money? The Big East is kind of compelling now, you know? Um, It's not quite what it was in the, you know, well, yeah, I mean, in, in the Ewing, in the Ewing St. John's. I mean, that this isn't Syracuse, East, right. Georgetown. Yeah, but Rick Pitino's interesting. Yes, and uh, and Villanova's obviously, you know, they lost their head coach, but uh, Villanova's a superb program, and and uh, uh, UConn has now won yet another national title. It'll just be interesting to see what they get in terms of money. And there are those people who will occasionally say to me. In fact, someone within the last two weeks said to me, why doesn't Memphis do this? Like they, they look at, the, at UConn's success and they look at how embracing who you are, I'll just make the argument, embracing who you are, being yeah, a basketball I got this hypothetical school, as well. um, why, don't, why doesn't Memphis go do that? Be who you are and uh, pour all your uh, eggs into that particular basket and, and abandon football. And... Uh, for me, the answer is, well, first of all, they're just not going to do that. It's not in the, it's not anything that is contemplated. And I don't think it's anything that should be contemplated. Whatever you think about Memphis football, they get 25,000 people, roughly a game who enjoy Memphis football. Yes. Like Memphis football is not some freaking embarrassment of a, well, it's just pulling down Memphis bet. There are Memphis fans, and not not a small number, who actually care more about football than basketball. And indeed, you can argue, I, I, I don't necessarily think this is true, you can argue that with the Grizzlies becoming the ascendant, preeminent basketball team in town, that there's more room for growth for the football program. I just, I don't, I don't believe that part of it, but I, I don't think that Memphis football should be treated as some some anchor that is dragging down the program. The program has challenges because they've never been able to get over the wall. Right. Right? They've never been able to get over the wall. Tim Buckley has had a couple of columns on that at the Daily Memphian that I would that I would urge you to read. Today, uh, it was a impassioned uh, argument in favor of Memphis having Power 5 membership by the mayor. This mayor listing all the reasons that Memphis should get over the wall. I also don't think it's obvious that if they – that if they did abandon football, I don't think it's obvious where they'd go. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I saw someone say, well, what if they just did what UConn did? Well, first, you got to pay a penalty to the American. Right. And that's a steeper penalty than what UConn paid. So you're going to have to pay that. Also, are we sure that invitation exists? I'm not sure the invitation exists. It doesn't actually fit the footprint. A butler doesn't quite. You know, I mean, there's Creighton. Yeah, there's but I mean, Creighton. Neither does Creighton. But, yes, you could – I don't know that the invitation exists. And then here, here's what we look at. What, what do we see? We see that 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 Gonzaga might be going the other way. Like it's not right. so freaking. Yeah. It's not basketball only. Is you know might be trying to join Power Five conferences. I a it's just not going to happen. B it's insulting to the football program. Like yeah. there are people who care deeply about the football program, and the football program has over the past decade had a level of success. Um, honestly. As successful as the basketball program, yeah, they they've won the league title I, I, outright. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they've been. I, I don't. I look up top twenty-five finishes in the past uh, in the past few years in the past decade. I suspect you've got more from football than you have from basketball. The last fifteen years, top twenty-five since John Calipari left, you might have more top twenty-five football. And, and again, I, I don't, I'm not pretending that more people care about care about football than basketball. That's not true. But since uh, you have three final AP uh, final polls uh, for football, 
I bet you don't have three in basketball. You don't have three in basketball. Um, so it's just it, it's it's crazy uh, to me. Uh, and then um, what's our what's our year? We're saying. <sighs> so John's last year. So 09. we are counting John's last year. But what what did you do for football? Start 2010, 2009, 2000, 2002 for basketball. 2013, they were in the they were 19th in the final poll, and then uh, they were 24th uh, this year. Yeah. So yeah, no, 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 they're not doing that. Not doing that. Nor should they be doing that. Uh, I didn't get in. I'm I'm just glad to miss the conversation yesterday about Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Um, it is fabulous to see uh, that women's basketball has had the unbelievable, unbelievable run that it has had in terms of viewership. 9.9 million viewers for the women's championship game. It helps when that's, you have stars. That's more than last season's Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, or Cotton Bowl. It's more than the Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC title games. It's more than Notre Dame, USC, in football. It's more than LSU, Alabama, in football. It's more than Ohio State, Penn State, in football. It's more than Bama and Texas A&M primetime on CBS. Here's another one. Sunday's audience exceeded every game of last year's NBA playoffs except for the NBA Finals. Every game of last year's Major League Baseball postseason except for the World Series. Every NASCAR race since 2017, including the Daytona 500. And every NHL game in more than 50 years, including the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, in terms of the actual dispute, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, uh, there's, there's the, the two former governors uh, uh, of this, of this uh, Bredesen yep. and uh, the pilot dude, Haslam, are doing, uh, are doing this podcast, this thing called, what if, the LF, what if the Other Fellow's Right? In other words, if you have an opinion, stop and consider what the other argument is. Okay. Right? And I think that's a reasonable way to maybe to go through life a little bit. And I thought it was a little bit, there was a little bit of that yesterday. Um, for people who were outraged by Angel Reese's, uh, uh, I can't see you, you can't see me thing, uh, this thing she did after the game to, to Caitlin Clark, there were people who, who pointed out, well, this is ridiculous. Like Caitlin Clark did the same thing. Yeah. Caitlin Clark had done the same thing. What are you talking about? Um, and let's be honest, they weren't quite the same thing. They weren't, no. they weren't exactly the same thing. Don't you think, I mean, if you're grading trash talking, which I'm not going to do, uh, which I'm not in the business of, if you're grading sportsmanship and trash talking and mm-hmm. whatever else, I'm, I'm not really in the, in the say, which is, which is worse, which is better, which is whatever else. I'm fine with what she did, period. But if you were to say which was m- more aggressive uh, 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 trash talking, it's what Angel Reese did. She followed her around to do it. She did it after the, don't you think, trash talking during a game, just in the abstract. Yes. Trash tracking during a game when the other, when you're still, at, you know, you're going at it is is a little different than trash talking after a game, right? Yeah, I think most then, people that had the issue, it wasn't no, no, the, no, right. it was the following around. Right, like, and the following yeah, around, it was, was just weird. different. It, it was, it was, it was, it was ratcheted up a bit. It yeah. was, there's no question. They weren't, they were not exactly the same. Yeah. Um, having said that, the most egregious part of all this was the racist crap that Angel Reese got on Twitter. That was easily the most, like, if you're arguing what really was the real problem in all of this, the real problem was the, not all of it was racist, but a lot I saw was racist stuff directed at Angel Reese. And that is the most offensive thing that happened. It wasn't the trash talking to begin with. Yes, that level of trash talking was different than the other level of trash talking. But what really, to me, was the most depressing part of anything was a lot of the racist reaction to Angel Reese, calling her a thug and calling her like whatever. Like it's just the same garbage you see. And so let's acknowledge that that was, to me, part of it too. And then for Jill Biden to say she's going to invite Caitlin Clark and Iowa to the White House too, that's just stupid. Yeah. You invite the winner to the White House. Yeah. You don't invite that's the, the... That's what you, don't you earn. Invite the, yeah, you, yeah, that's what you earn. It's just crazy. No. 
And would they have, if it had Caitlin Clark had won, if Iowa had won, would Angel Reese have been invited to the White House? No. No. So that's ridiculous. Um, and, I, and I hope uh, Angel Reese retweeted that and called it a joke, which I think is right. And uh, it's silly. Of course you do not invite her, uh, invite Caitlin Clark and Iowa to the right. And, I, and has Caitlin Clark said no thank you? I hope they've said no thank you. I suspect they will. No. To the, to the victor goes the spoils. You, you get to go to the White House and the loser doesn't go to the White House. <sighs> seems pretty, seems all seems pretty obvious to me. Uh, let's see. We're going to talk Grizzlies next. Then Chris Harrington's going to join us. Then Fish on Friday, on Tuesday. Uh, I, uh, it's springtime, and houses are, are popping up on the market. And I was talking to Josh Heisaw the other day. Now they have this deal where if they list your home, go ahead, list your home. They will sell it in 45 days or less, or they will buy it, and they will make the payments until it closes with someone else. How's that for a deal? Sell it in 45 days or less, or they will buy it, and they will make the payments. Of course, and of course, you can cancel any time, because that's what Josh Heisa does. He didn't like, try to lash you to some agreement uh, whereby you have to use him. No, he thinks you'll want to use him, because he's better, faster than other realtors that you can find. Uh, listen, you don't have to take my word for it. You can check him out on, uh, on Google. Go ahead. Hundreds of five-star reviews on Google. The phone number, 461-8147, 461-8147, or just look up joshhysaw.com and start back. If you need to stay on your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to joshhysaw.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Morant and Conchar back to Morant, into the lane, hangs, 360 lamp is missed, but he gets it back and sticks it up and in. John Morant had it blocked, got it back, puts it off the glass and in. Grizzlies lead by one. Tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Portland Trailblazers. We'll pregame for it all day on 92.9 FM ESPN. The Grizzlies Network pregame at 6.30 with Jessica Benson and the tip at 7 o'clock with Eric Hasseltine live on 92.9. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzlies station. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Let's go over some of the Tiger Woods-centric bets for the Masters Tournament. Woods' odds to win the event have plummeted down to 85-1. to 1. They were as low as 55-1 to 1 last week. Tiger's made the cut at 23 straight Masters, and that's why he has much better odds to finish in the top 20 after the first round. Those odds are sitting at plus 200. The same as Tommy Fleetwood and Patrick Reed, and actually better than Bryson DeChambeau. Tiger to have a bogey-free opening round? Those odds are 20 to 1. There are a lot of ways to bet Tiger at Augusta this week. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sports book. 21 plus at President Tennessee. Bonus issued is normal drawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call T and Redline. 1-800-889-9789. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of Bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. 
Bluebell Ice Cream at Rogers Supermarket in Corinth, Mississippi, and select area Super Value Supermarket stores. Are you looking for homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-7283, on the web, rookinsurance.com. Ah, fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the multiplier instant games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're ripe for the picking right now. Find the Multiplier Instant Games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shot Nurse can help with Lipo B12 injections. Increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster. Packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. The Shot Nurse. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. You'll love your results. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Lowe's knows how to get your lawn ready for spring. And right now, you can take up to $10 off select Scott's fertilizers. Plus, you can save $50 on a Craftsman 20-volt 13-inch string trimmer and leaf blower combo kit. Now just $99. Get set for spring. Visit us in-store or online today. Because Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid 323 through 45. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. I've talked to you a lot about Bounty over the years. It's that fantastic restaurant on Broad Avenue. It's got the best fried oysters I've ever had in my entire life. I think it's the cornmeal that does it. It's got the pork shank. It's got the Brussels. Absolutely fabulous. It's got a wonderful vibe to it. Brunch is spectacular. But here's the thing. On Wednesdays now, they're having something called Wine Down Wednesdays. Wine Down Wednesdays, because let's be honest, by the time Wednesday comes around, you want to wind down. So you head on over to Bounty, and you can get bottles of wine, half price. You can get glasses of wine, half price, because it is, say it with me, Wine Down Wednesday. At Bounty on Broad, same beautiful atmosphere, same fabulous food, same tremendous fried oysters. Stop on in on Wine Down Wednesday and get bottles of wine, half price, get glasses of wine. Wine, half price, beautiful restaurant, fabulous way to spend your Wine Down Wednesday. Bounty on Broad, 410 410-8131, 410-8131, Broad Avenue. There's no better time to hit the court for some exciting college basketball action. Download the BetMGM app today and bet during the wildest month of the year with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 years or older, must be in Tennessee. Visit BetMGM.com for a full list of terms and conditions. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Your window into affordable luxury is Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis. At Pella, we offer quality replacement windows at any budget. I can't believe the price of my new windows. They were so affordable. If I knew I could afford windows and doors as gorgeous as these, I would have chosen Pella Windows and Doors in Memphis years ago. Right now, save 25% on your entire project or get 50% off installation. The highest quality, the greatest value. 
choose Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis, your window into affordable luxury. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. First major tradition unlike any other. Now you can bet on it. At FanDuel, right now, all customers get bonus bets back if your Augusta winner pick doesn't win, but finishes in the top 10. That's all customers, not just new customers. All customers. Bonus bets back if your Augusta pick winner doesn't win, but finishes in the top 10. Who's your pick, Jeffrey? Do you have a pick yet? I'm, I'm not dug into the numbers. Not um, dug into the numbers. Obviously, I'm pot committed to Rory, but... right. Yeah, I don't believe in it. If he does not win, but finishes in the top 10 bonus bets back, no better time to get in on the action. App is easy to use. All you got to do, visit FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, and get those bonus bets back. Must be 21 or present Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus 25 bucks unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. All right, enough of, uh, enough of that college basketball stuff. Uh, what, Jeffrey, what was, the, uh, what was the, 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 we saw the shining moment. We saw Jim Nance's last shining moment. Well, all of that, right? Elijah McCadden made the cut uh, for the Tigers um, and not getting scored on. Um, what was the best moment of the tournament? Best moment. <sighs> was it Marquise Noel? That's, was that I was best? trying to think. Was it was it was it Fairly Dickinson? Was it Furman beating Virginia? I was it Lamont Butler's Lamont Butler's Jumper. buzzer beater. I mean, that buzzer was a beater. pure buzzer, buzzer beater. beater. I think that's the, the, that, those are the four. I think right. The thing with Noel is it's less of one specific moment. It no, was no. more of it's, like it's, what he all yes. like what it's, are you you just say Marquis Noel yeah, and that's exactly. the answer. The moment would be the alley oop would be if you were to say what was the moment, the shot. Like but I think there's that big three against Kentucky. I think that's the problem with Noel. It's singling out one Yeah, okay, is this but okay, is this the beyond the Yukon wins the championship tournament? Yeah. Is this the oh that's the tournament where Fairleigh Dickinson won, or is that is it beat Purdue or is it oh that was the Marquis Noel tournament, or is it oh that was the Lamont Butler buzzer beater, or is it uh, that was oh that was where freaking Virginia lost again to Furman on that ridiculous play? I almost feel like the tournament was defined by chaos. I got to give you one chaos is that you're cheating now. You're using all of them. I need one. I don't think the Virginia thing is because, like, yet again, that's just another Virginia loss to a double-digit seed. And the, and the problem with the Marquise Noel one is it does not sum up chaos. It was Correct. fantastic. It was, it was his, a guy rising to the yes. moment, uh, going back to Madison Square Garden. The Lamont Butler one, although it was great, it will not be remembered as Lamont Butler jumper. No, because the biggest problem is it was San Diego State versus right. FAU. And But weirdly, though, that's why I want to pick that. Like, how do I define yeah, this tournament? A, in ten San years, Diego State and years, FAU. Ten years from now, you're going to say, oh, yeah, that was the one where Lamont Butler hit the shot? Well, I just think of it in, in these terms of how would I sum well, up may, this may, tournament? Okay, maybe FAU sums up the tournament then. Maybe yeah. just FAU. Maybe it uh, yeah. be the F Florida. Ah, that's when, let's see your Florida Atlantic went Correct. to the Final Four. I think that actually might be it. And that, to me, like that shot at least gets that boat, you know. I'm not a, giving you the shot, but if you want to say, if you're saying FAU define this tournament, yes. Define this tournament, yeah. In 10 years, you're not going to say FAU. Lamont Butler Yeah, just like FAU. we said like with George Mason right. or yeah, when VCU. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could say it's the Florida Atlantic tournament. Um, all right. And now every team will be uh, remade. Grizzlies tonight, uh, they got Portland. Or, Do they? Or, or <laughs> among, the team, among the players who are out, Dame Lillard. Hey, you know what he's suffering from? 
Do you know what his injury is? Uh, no details provided was what I saw. No, right calf tightness. Mm, I hate when that happens. Right calf tightness. He's got uh, a cramp. Nurkic? Nurkic? You know what's wrong with Nurkic? No clue. Right knee soreness. Mm-hmm. Anthony Simons? All Ooh. these all these all these guys who could on, conceivably beat the ti- who right, could right. conceivably so, beat the Grizzlies. Dame had a calf. Nurkic with a knee, is that what you said? Nurkic was a knee. You gotta get another extremity. Give me a foot in that there. That foot is correct. The foot is yeah. correct. Now we're now Anthony Simons gas. right foot soreness. Mm-hmm. Uh we haven't got an ankle yet. Well, here's one. This will challenge your this will challenge your uh your your anatomy, your your knowledge of anatomy. Cam Reddish. Cam. Wrist? Lumbar. Ah. Lumbar soreness. I hate when the lower back gets tight. So oh. I know people were upset about the Grizzlies losing in the fashion that they did on Sunday, but this feels to me like has a potential of a get-right game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grizzlies are going for their 50th win of the season tonight. That seems good, right? Yes, indeed. 50-win season and their 35th win at home. They already uh, broke the record for home wins. It would be their 35th win at home. Oddly enough, one of the teams to beat them here in FedEx Farm? The Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers. So not only is it a get-right game, it's a revenge, revenge game. Revenge game. This is a revenge. It is the last. It's the, it's the I don't know if they do the shirt off their back stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the last home game of the season. It is the potentially the fiftieth win. It is the potentially the thirty fifth home game, and it is a it is a uh, get right game, and it is a bloodthirsty revenge game. Well, and Jeff, it's also all of that. Plus, then they go on the road, and who knows what's going to happen? It's magic number season, and it's magic numbers. What is the magic number now? I believe we're now down to three. Uh, they are they 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 remain two games ahead. Uh, of the Kings. No, I'm sorry. The magic number is four. Magic number is four, which means any combination of Grizzlies wins or King losses will clinch two. Uh, the Kings, by the way, could go ahead. No, I was right the first time. It's three. At because three. Yeah, because they're two up, and if they were to win three no, games. Do not try to infect the show with math. Yes. It's three. Okay. Uh, Kings Kings play at the Pelicans tonight. Correct. Uh, Pelicans are four-point favorites. Pelicans are four-point favorites in that one. Uh, And so I step away for just a little bit. And um, when I left, I believe that my instructions were to make sure that the first-round opponent is Dallas or New Orleans – or possibly, if it has to come to that, Minnesota. But in any in any event, please do not be one of the West Coast teams. Those are my strict instructions. Mm-hmm. And I come back to a world where I'm telling you right now, the Grizzlies are going to open against a West Coast team. So here's what I find interesting. So the Lakers have the tiebreaker against the Pelicans. First, let's let's set up. First, let, me, let me set up the, 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 the deal. So Denver's first, obviously, three games up on Memphis. Two game, Memphis is two games up on, Sac- on Sacramento. That shouldn't be a problem. Memphis should. We're just going to go ahead and assume for the purposes of this exercise that Memphis will be two, in which case they will be playing the winner of the seven and eight. Because if you start thinking Memphis could be three, then it throws everything off. So just in order to talk about this rationally, we're going to assume that Memphis is two. Sacramento at three. Then you've got a, 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 you got a four-game gap to Phoenix at four. And Phoenix seems well-positioned to host that first four-five series because they are two and a half ahead of their closest pursuer. Yeah. According to basketball reference, 97.7% chance right. of being the fourth. So that's where we get to the model. Yep. Uh, in fifth, the Clippers, but tied with Golden State with identical 41 and 38 records. Then half a game behind them. So right now, uh, the Grizzlies would avoid the Clippers and would avoid Golden State, but half a game behind, you have the Lakers and New Orleans tied at 40 and 38. 
And then a game and a half, that's why I don't think it's going to be Minnesota anymore, a game and a half back of those, still possible, but, you know, we'll see, uh, you've got Minnesota. So right now it feels like, it feels like you're going to get New Orleans, which is currently eight, playing one of the West Coast teams, the Clippers, Golden State, or the Lakers, all of whom are a half within a half game of each other. And I would go ahead and guess just that the New Orleans will be tra- probably be traveling to play that game on the road, but not they could conceivably host it. You know, they're within a half game, all those West well, Coast Well, the other teams. thing that's interesting, t- so you have tonight. Now, what were you going to say? So tonight you have the Lakers. You have the Lakers at, at the Jazz. Utah, at Utah, but they're nine-point favorites. And Utah's committed to Tank. the cause. Utah's now committed to the cause. Yes. Oklahoma City goes Oklahoma to City's Golden State. Yeah. So if they if those two teams both, both win, win, they're all tied with the Clippers. So because right now, no bigger problem. The right. Warriors would jump. The Warriors would move up a half game to five. The Clippers the and the Lakers, Lakers would, be, would be tied. Would be tied, and the who would have Cl- the the Clippers have the tiebreaker, but where it also gets interesting. They play tomorrow night in L.A. So then you could have plays this, tomorrow night? the Clippers and the Lakers play each other tomorrow night. God, it's technically a Clippers. Well, here, here's what's gonna. Here's what, also just like let me let me move ahead to Sunday. Sunday, you're gonna have the Clippers playing at the Suns. Okay, to wrap this up. By the way, you're going to have the Pelicans playing at the Timberwolves yep. on Sunday, the last game of the season. You're going to have the Pelicans playing at the Timberwolves. Who knows what that could be for? New Orleans could be playing to host a first-round series. They right? could be the, playing to host, host each other. seven, eight-game series. They could be, who the hell knows? Yeah. That? But then you've got something with the Clippers and the Suns. The Clippers could be deciding what they want to do. Right. That could be like, we have to lose this game or we have to win this game. Yes. And the Suns won't, presumably, at that point, the Suns won't care. Exactly. Suns will be, if you if you are, let's just say that you're the Clippers and you want to lose that game. Yeah. You can it do it. It will be hard. No, but the Suns won't care. The Suns won't be playing anybody. You can match. If you're the Clippers and you need to win that game, it should be an easier enterprise. For sure. All right. So what I don't want is to travel to the West Coast in the first round. What if I can get you a direct flight? I, I, they're they're all they're all expensive though. They're all expensive. Mm-hmm. But a direct flight makes there, a big difference. Aren't they all direct? Can't you get to L.A. or or San Francisco direct? I no, think you San Francisco not anymore. Oh, you can't. No, there's yeah. no direct. No, L.A.'s direct. Correct. So L.A.'s better. Yes. All right, but rank those teams. Okay, so it looks like it looks like it's one of these four: Clippers, Golden State, Lakers, New Orleans. Right. Yep. So in terms That's not of, ideal. In order that I want to play them? It's New Orleans, mm-hmm. Clippers, Warriors-Lakers. Warriors-Lakers. Yeah. I think that's true. And I'm also, I'm open. Is, it, is, is that purely on a competitive likelihood to advance basis, or are you working in yeah, storylines no, no, or that's, whatever that's, com- that's, that's a competitive enterprise. Lakers, I can are, make Lakers an argument. are 14 and 7 since the trade with the number one defense since the trade. You think the Lakers are tougher than Golden State? Yes, from a mat for the Grizzlies, I do. Because the size. Yes. 100 percent Without Steven Adams. And more importantly, like Jaron has not proven that he can defend Anthony Davis without fouling. To me, the most important aspect for the Grizzlies <sighs> in the playoffs is how do you keep Jaron on the floor? This is going to be a you. You can eat. Okay, now let me ask you this, because when I was away and saw that the Grizzlies uh, lost in the fashion that they did, <laughs> what I noticed on Twitter was melting down. Yes, it it felt, and and it it, it did make me want to say, calm down, people. Like three weeks ago, the season was over. That's right? not what we do on the internet. The Jeff. season was over, and then. Like uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, when Luke Kennard was hitting all the shots, it was, my God, this team is unstoppable. Straight to the finals. We're going to have a banner that says fine in the West. And then after this, it was, my my God, you people have lobotomized jaw. 
Jai's no longer works with the starting line. This is a disaster. And uh, and and what are we doing? The offense stinks. And uh, every and and Jaron can't stay out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. We're melt. Was there? Am I correctly assessing what was going on? You are correctly assessing what was happening on the internet. Because I yes, I, I, I asked I asked John about this yesterday, and he said, "Oh no, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it. We weren't really. There was no." So maybe it was just on Twitter. It was on the internet, yes. I also think because I, mean, I those are all legitimate. They are yeah. all the things that people are alarmed about are legitimate concerns, right? If you are alarmed about Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble, well, that's a legitimate concern. Yes, one hundred percent. If you are alarmed about how the offense is working now that Ja is being reintegrated. And what that will look like, and that it is a process. That is a concern. They have to figure that out, right? But the alarm seems inappropriate to me. So I was discussing this with Chris yesterday. I also think the way that this team has these massive swings, like take it in the positive on Friday night. First quarter, alarm bells. Right. That's the worst this team's looked all year. Like oh it's my every, God, this is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, then, lo and behold, they hit a bunch of threes in the second quarter. The game settles down, and Grizzlies win comfortably, and it's the yeah, parade's then, back on. Doesn't the then what happens Sunday causes you to remember the first quarter Friday, correct? And think, oh my God, correct? They what they that's what they really are now. Yes. They've just escaped with their ass because their comeback after yes. that because they hit a bunch of three pointers. But what they really are is this dysfunctional mess. Where they've, le- by the way, the notion that the Grizzlies, that Ja trying to become a more, uh, uh, a, 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 a more and better human who meditates and uh, and and reacts with a little less swagger and a little more thoughtfulness, the idea that that is a bad thing is offensive, crazy, stupid. Come on, man. Like, it, it is true, and Chris has talked about this before, that one of the challenges of being Jai is, and most of us don't have this, he can be a uh, top five offensive player in the league by scoring every time he wants, by just getting to the rim, or, or by, by being Allen Iverson, or he can do it by being Jason Kidd, right? you know, before Jason Kidd did hit three-pointers. Like, whatever. Like, he can be too – he can excel in two wildly different ways. And so, both for Ja, that's a choice and a figuring it out. And for the Grizzlies, that's a choice and a figuring it out. And that process of what the Grizzlies look like at their zenith, what version of Ja they're getting when, was always going to be a process. And it, sometimes it's looked like he has – well, that's great. He's scoring 45 points, but, the, you know, it's just up to jaw. Like, that's not how you're going to win a title. Yeah, hearable. And so they're trying to figure that out. And, by the way, they're trying to figure out in a very condensed period because he's only been back and reintegrated to this particular offense for a handful of games. So you wish they had 20 games, right? Don't you wish they had 20 games before the playoffs to figure this out? I mean, from a figuring it out perspective, yes, I think everybody's collectively ready for the playoffs. I didn't didn't mean that. I meant purely from a strategic, oh, there's no question we're ready for the playoffs. Yes. Has it been a good year? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's been, it maybe hasn't been as fun of a year. It hasn't been, been, it has not been a smooth year. And last year still felt more fun, but I think it's also because there were were not expectations last year. But it's still been a good year. I mean, they're going to finish second in the West. More good things happen than bad things happen. Yes. And and more important good things happen than bad things happen. And even the bad thing that happened, yeah. which is job. Can be a net positive. Might be a good thing that has happened. Yeah. Because now that we know what was happening underneath, now that yeah. it's confirmed what was happening underneath, the bad thing that happened is a good thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And Jaron is clearly a good thing that happened. Yes. And Dez taking another step is clearly a good thing that happened. And so many more good things have happened than bad things have happened. Stephen Adams, before he got hurt, which yes. is a bad thing that happened, was a, is a good thing that happened. Um, it's been a good year, and you can celebrate it tonight. 
Uh, also, by t- also, I should mention this. You've got the Redbirds opener tonight, uh, home opener tonight, and you have the uh, 901 game over uh, at the uh, at the University of Memphis baseball, Fogelman Field. Is that what it's called? Fogelman Field. Yes. Um, where old, park, old Miss is in town. Park. It's sold out. It is sold out. And they are doing a great job of creating enthusiasm over there for the baseball program. Not unlike women's field, you're right. That they've sort of been revitalizing women's basketball program in the same way. Like there's been a couple programs over there that have shown potential at other schools to be real sources of enthusiasm and even money. Um, and uh, in women's basketball and in baseball, and they are finally. We saw that in women's basketball, and we're seeing it now in baseball. They're trying to create some momentum. So, busy day in Memphis sports. Uh, Playoffs are coming. 